I'm Logan. I'm Jess. And this is Automatic for the People. It's automatic. It's automatic. It's automatic. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Automatic for the People, a Mr. Robot podcast. Uh, we have Jess, not Ryan. Ryan may be here later. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> It's like y'all can't exist on the same podcast at the same time. Um, <laughs> am I really here or am I like one of your personalities? That's yeah, Mr. Robot Mystery. <laughs> <laughs> we need a Mr. Robot escape room. That would be. Yes. Awesome. Oh, my God. Can we how do we make this happen? <laughs> we need I, to do this now. Oh, no, <laughs> I, I, I'm definitely down for it. Um, yeah, Ryan might be on, I, I, we were, we planned a podcast tonight and I think he fell asleep. So, um, I know he was up early cause they, they're finally finishing the work on his house. So, which has been a like five month process. I think at this point, oh they like gosh. replaced everything, like tore up all the floor, just everything. So he's been a lot of early, early morning. So I think by, by like nine o'clock at night, he's just exhausted, but I've been working night. So I sleep all day. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are just totally opposite. Yeah. Um, we've so far been making the, the season work, but it's been a little difficult. So, um, but eh, you know, yeah. it's only 10 more episodes. We'll get there. <laughs> exactly what what count are you on how close are you because you're trying to hit 200 right before uh, it's all said yeah. and done this will be episode hold on i will tell you so uh our plan i think we talked about it on the last podcast is every three episodes we're going to get uh at least you of course always <laughs> you're always welcome um and i plan to ask more people but like Life got in the way. Also, I, I, I don't, you know how it is. So, um, <laughs> cool. uh, so I just, I just didn't. So, um, well, I'm always happy to be here and talk about Mr. Robot. <laughs> this, uh, will be episode 184. 184. All right. So, with the 10 episodes we have left, that makes it 194 and we're going to do every third episode. We're going to do this little kind of like where we're at right now and discussing like everything as a whole. Mm -hmm. um, and so that'll get us pretty damn close to 200 episodes by the time the show ends. So yeah. of course we'll have a big uh, season wrap up, which I'd like to get a lot of people on for. Um that would be fun to do because you guys did a big finale thing with season one. There was a whole bunch of people that ended up being able to do it. Yeah, that was cool. Um, maybe we could figure out the logistics of that because we were able to have people call in. And mm -hmm. so we'll have to figure that out. So, and yeah, a big 200th episode. Uh, it'll be fun. Um, so, yeah. Like I said, the goal uh, is to talk about like the series, of course, but like the season so far and just just caught up um, due to, you know, whatever 
life happens, like I said. So <laughs> life illness. <laughs> <laughs> you watch the first three episodes like back to back to back, right? Like three episodes in three days? Um, just about. I took a I took a break to uh go see a Broadway show and then watched the third episode last night. So yeah. Oh, I nice. pre- pretty much watched everything this week and my mind was suitably blown. <laughs> Yeah, I loved the text message. Like, just watch the first episode. What the fuck is that? Oh, I just said, what the <laughs> F is happening? Oh, did I take, is that what I texted you? I may have. I went something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my reaction to the end of the second episode, I was just like, I like, my jaw was on the floor and I think I like sat on my couch stunned for like a solid like two minutes and I was like, I need to text Logan <laughs> like, right now. <laughs> All right, so this that's a it's not well maybe not a perfect starting place, but to have somebody else's perspective of that. So the second episode ends with the revelation. I guess I should say spoilers, um, with the revelation that there are there is at least one other personality that we may or may not have met yet, yes. and it's it's him as a little boy sitting in that the room that opened the freaking show, like where we started the first shot of the show. Mm-hmm. And he's spinning in that chair and his mom walks in and they have that conversation. So what's your take on that? Is that, uh, this is in his head conversation or is that something that really happened? It's gotta be in his head. It's got to be in his head. Like, I don't, there's no way that that happened ever. I don't think personally, especially not the way the actual conversation went and the things that were said. Now the setting of it, it, could that have been a memory? Maybe, but I would be very surprised if Elliot as a child with his mother, not acting like a complete psychopath were ever present in like, isn't that, isn't that like E-Corp or like whatever like skyscraper we opened yeah. the show with? I don't. I always assumed it was E-Corp. <laughs> but, I mean, at this point, who freaking knows? I uh, know, and that that's the thing. Is it E-Corp? Is it all in his head? Is the entire show in his head? Is anything real? Am I real? I mean, it, it took a definite Legion-like turn. Where before it was just these two people and in Legion early on, it kind of felt well early on. You really didn't know, but it it, like eventually it felt like there were only like a couple of them. And then by the end of Legion, you're just like, oh, no, there's like 800 of them. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think it's quite (laughs) to the Legion scale, but I mean, I am now. Of the opinion, and especially after, so like, okay, let's back up for a second. So the end of episode one, before or while he's he's dying, basically, he sees he sees Elliot, his mom, and Mr. Robot. So, and they're all together, and they're all talking. Are they not? Yeah. So, so I think that is first clue in nod that mom is a personality, little Elliot's personality, Mr. Robot's personality. And then plus like the final scene at the end of the second episode, I think that solidified that for me. Now, the thing is, though, is like 
do we ever like see them like see Elliot as them and we never see Darlene in his head not ever not ever since the beginning like we've always seen a version of the mom and a version a, a younger version of him and then of course Mr. Robot we so, did see the one which I'm always took it to be Darlene when he's having that that trip Oh, and the yeah. little girl on the tricycle, and then like he's he walks by his house, and then it, there's just it's like a post, and it's like a 404 error is just like sitting there where his house used to be. Um, and there's a little girl on like a tricycle or something that asks him a question. I always took that to be Darlene, but it might not be. I always took that to be Darlene too. 404 air that would be very cool if they tied that into next week's episode or yeah. sunday's episode oh my god that would be amazing um i don't know Isn't if they will so awesome uh, although the four uh, like it's yes. it was predestined to end with season four this is amazing <laughs> i know it's fantastic i got really excited once i figured out what they were doing and by figured out i mean i heard you guys spelled out on the podcast <laughs> Because I did not figure that out on my own. <laughs> well, like, so the first one was like 401. What is it? Un, is it unauthorized? Or, unauthorized, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's funny. And then, like, look at 402. And then, I'm like, so I just go on IMDb and I'm like, is this what we're doing? Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> this is very cool. I love the naming scheme for sure. Um, and I love that it's like tying. I love, I mean, they all like tie in, but I feel like the episode titles are way more applicable this season than they necessarily have been in the past. Just like the way that they're, they're named and structured, but I don't know. Yeah. The forbidden one was just like, oh my God, that's the perfect name. (laughs) I know. I know. Uh, So we're talking about his mom. We were uh, talking about his mom. Sorry, I kind of took us off on a tangent. Uh, oh, I think I don't think I ever answered the question of who who do I think the the other person that we're I waiting for I is. Seen them? I don't know. It, some some sometimes when I'm thinking about it, I'm like maybe it really is Terrell, and I'm like, no, can it be that way? No, it can't be. Too many people have interacted with Terrell. And like, maybe it's us, like, you know, because they always refer to us or he always refers to us as like a friend. I was like, that would be kind of cool. But I'm like, well, how would they pull that off? So I was like, that maybe not. That's not it. Now, but I don't have another theory of like what else it could be. Yeah, I me- mean, another version of Elliot, obviously, but it's like, who is that going to look like? I don't. Yeah, because his. um uh... His personalities or whatever have manifested so far as just versions of himself or or his family members. You know, that's the yeah. that's who he sees. Um, that's who he interacts with. Um, so, is there somebody that we're unaware of? That you know, is there an older sibling possibly? Um, is it Darlene? I don't. I mean, is it? It could be Angela, since yeah, that would be the only way we'd get her back in any capacity. Since <sighs> that she that. was executed in the first two minutes, I was like, what? 
the fuck is happening? (laughs) (laughs) That was insane. Just from, so, watch, like, when I was watching it, A, just the jarring nature of the previously on not ending. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't remember this. Why is this not, I don't remember any of this. I mean, it's, it was so, it, like, that put you, like, immediately I was like, oh, they, they filmed this two years ago. Like, there was no, like, we got to come back and do reshoots. Like, this is the scene. But mm-hmm. it doesn't end where we thought it ended. It keeps going. And, I mean, nobody said anything. Uh, like there was not and obviously they were never going to be like well don't get too attached to Angela but there were (laughs) no you know allusions to anything about her not being part of the show going forward nothing like just nothing at all and which is crazy in this day and age it's insane. So I don't know if you ever watched Will and Grace, but uh, you know they brought it back, and it's on. It's about to start its farewell, uh, second farewell season. Well, Megan Mullally, um is not going to be in two episodes, and it sparked this whole thing of like, oh. She started unfollowing Deborah Messing on Twitter, and there's some kind of feud. And now she's not going to be in two episodes, and she's taking time off. And and granted, that's all like uh, perpetuated by social media stuff. But like, there there were reports of them filming in New York, and that nothing ever came of like, well, no sightings of uh, of Angela anywhere. Um, you yeah. Know, Nothing like that. And so the fact that for two years, these, uh, however many people, because I, I would bet that most of them didn't know. Um, well, until they started filming this season. Because um, I would imagine they would start at like, so when are we going to see her again? Like, oh, no. <laughs> um, but up until they started filming, I would I would bet money that most of the people involved with the show, including the main cast, didn't know. Yeah. Oh, uh, and he just had this on his plate the whole time. Like, oh, yeah, just wait. Like, you thought Shayla was bad? No, just wait. Yeah, dead girl in the trunk sucks. Daughter executed while you walk away? That's horrible. (laughs) No kidding. No kidding. Well, because at first I was like, I was watching it and you see, like, you see Angela turn around and you don't see what she sees. But, like, you see the look on her face, like, completely change. And then, I I guess because she realizes what's happening, I assume she sees, we eventually see the guys walk up behind her and execute her. So that's what she's seeing walking towards her. But I was just like, it, it was just so interesting. Like the way it was, the way it was filmed, the way it was shot. And I was just like, what is happening? It's like, I don't remember any of this. <laughs> and she just sits down and just waits. Like how, how do you do that? Like, that's insane to me. To just accept your fate. Like when that's your yeah. fate, you know, I, I just, I, 
think it further illustrates how far mm-hmm. gone she was. Um, yeah. And I, I, it, I mean, of course, it remains to be seen if she just bought into some crap that White Rose was selling her, or if, or if what she thinks is going to happen can actually happen, uh, which involves either time travel or something to that effect. Um, but I mean, price is pretty adamant that like, it's a, it's a joke. Like it's just a pipe dream that he sold you or she sold you. And, Mm -hmm. but like to go against that, like when price is telling Elliot kind of the history of white Rose and everything, he says that like, yeah, we, consistently made fun of like this whole thing with the Congo. And then he, she built it under the Washington township and, you know, all this other stuff, but like, it was a joke to us, but not to her. And now it's apparently all that matters to her and like all of this stuff. Um, but, uh, so what price thinks is a joke and isn't uh, important doesn't really mean anything after that conversation because they never took white Rose seriously, obviously. And now she has everything over all of them. And like how, and when you get to the the third episode and see Mm -hmm. white roses backstory, Like, it's so devastating to think that, like, so White Rose is trying to accomplish exactly what she sold Angela to change the past. See, I I desperately, I really need, I need that conversation. I need to know what what White Rose said to Angela. They have to give that to us this season. (laughs) yeah, I'm with you. I would really, really love to know. Um, because that's especially for Angela, that's that's everything. Like that's whatever was said to her, that's what sold her. You mm-hmm. know, and <clears throat> sorry. You as realistic as this show is, oh, in regards to the technology and science and I know the people would probably argue the uh, uh, like the mentality or or the whatever Elliot's specific state of being might not be as accurately represented as it could or should. I, I don't know. But like all of the real world stuff is very real world. Like they don't take shortcuts. They don't. Yeah, you know, do that thing that most shows like this would do, like like a CSI or something. It's like no, that technology doesn't exist. You know, they very <laughs> much use the the tech and the theories that exist in this world. Yeah. So whatever White Rose told Angela has to be pretty damn convincing to get this person to think that it's possible to change the past. Exactly. And that's why I really, really, really want to know what that conversation was. And especially after seeing the third episode, because we get 
more insight into White Rose and how, you know, White Rose was really born. And I, I mean, it's just so tied into everything that happens in her past. I mean, a lost love. I mean, you've, you've got to think that whatever it is that she's doing, she's, she fully has bought into the fact that something can change in the past. I mean, she said the same thing to her, her more current lover at the end of season three, you know, that they would see each other again. And Angela was adamant that she would see her mother again, even though Price is adamant that she's been conned. And we're pretty sure we're being trolled about this whole time travel thing. Like, I just, I need, I need to know how it all ends. <laughs> I, my brain is just like, it like keeps like turning in a circle. Cause I want to know the conversation that happened and how he was, or she was able to convince Angela that the past is able to be changed. And if it's real, if it's really real, if it's alternate realities, if it's time travel, if it's whatever, I mean, none of that is, is really real. So at the end of the day, like you said, a show that's very grounded in reality and that sticks to things that can actually happen down to the hacks they show on the screen, like to all of a sudden at the end throw in either alternate realities or time travel is probably going to piss a lot of people off. Yeah, so I've, I've formulated a theory that I'd like to talk about, but I'm also very concerned that this is exactly what's going to happen. And okay. like, I, I would feel horrible if I ruined that for somebody. But I, I don't think it's that we're being trolled about the time travel. I think that White Rose... 100% believes that she can change the past. All of this money, all of this power that she's accumulated, all of this has come from it. So it starts with, they just, they want to get out of their country and be not mm-hmm. that they, they, they both want to be powerful, obviously, but they want to escape from these uh, old-fashioned ideas that kind of lord over them in their own country. And then White Rose loses the person that she loves because, uh, you know, she's chasing, I guess, a bigger picture. Um, and so eventually that has just leads her to amass all of this technology, wealth, power, uh, everything. And somewhere along the way, she began to believe that it was possible to change the past. And she has all of this at her disposal and has for the last 20 years. And that's just what she's been working towards. Mm -hmm. And I feel like at the end, what the moral of that story or what White Rose is going to discover is that all of that is for nothing because you can't change the past. Yeah. I mean, that's I mean, that's reality and that's a hard lesson to learn. But that would. I mean, that w- I agree. That would make the most sense, not only for, like, 
the show, but for how things have been set up. But it still bothers me that it still comes back to like, how did she convince Angela? What did she show her? Because Angela is a relatively pragmatic person. She doesn't completely fall off the deep end until she basically assists the dark army in murdering like thousands of people at in her eyes, like accidentally, but obviously not accidentally for the dark army. You know what I mean? So whatever, uh, whatever she said that like had her buy into it, that that's that, that's what I want to know. I want to know. I want to know what that's the, that's the, that's the one thing that I can't wrap my head around. If this were Elliot or Darlene or, um, well, I mean, that's really all that's left. If it were either one of them buying into White Rose's plan, like, you can make the case for, like, well, they are not, uh, not that Angela was completely stable, but they're definitely not stable people. Right. You know, they're both not trying to start an argument with anybody, but they're both heavy drug users or were at various points they're you know they deal with uh lots of depression and anxiety and like all of these things that like somebody could take advantage easily of and convince them that like hey there's a way out or there's a way to fix this there's a way to change this and you're so desperate for something to hold on to like there are states you can get to where you just cling to that and be like, no, no, yeah, no. That's how people wind up in cults. You Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. Angela, like you said, not that person at all. No, I I mean, until the very end. Yeah. I mean, post stage three, stage three, stage two. Post them killing a whole bunch of people, she fell off the deep end and like legit was there. But prior to that, when she was convinced, she was not she was not there yet. She was she was very confident. She she was she had the job that she wanted. She was working towards uncovering what happened to her her mother and to Elliot's dad and, you know, trying to work on that lawsuit. And she was she was in. I don't want to say she was in a good place, but she was in a mentally strong place, at least as far as her character goes, from my opinion. And she doesn't break until all these people die. And she realizes that she just basically like enact, you know, basically killed thousands of people by making sure that stage three happened. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. We need to see that conversation. If we get out of this show without, seeing it or knowing what was said, then it's, it's not going to sit right. Not that I'm going to be like, F this show, <laughs> but, <laughs> no, but it's just not going to sit right because like, we need to know what, you know, what convinced her. Like, so, uh, you, if I remember right, you did not watch lost. No, I did. Oh, okay. So, why was I thinking you didn't watch Lost? Anyway. I don't know. Um, I watched it. <laughs> so, like, Lost, you have to convince those characters at some point that all of that stuff is possible. Like, and okay. one of the, th- 
for the most part, the show does that. It takes a few shortcuts where it's just like, oh no, just you know, turn the wheel or whatever. All <laughs> that stupid stuff. It's just like really, but you know, um, just go like, to the glowing cave. It's okay. Yeah, uh, but episodes like the constant that really shine for even minor characters like Desmond, where it's like, no, that that very much proves like the existence of like, what is it? We don't know. Is it time travel? Is it, we don't know what it is, but there's definitely something. So, Mm -hmm. you know, Desmond was not a character who, you know, kind of just believed in flights of fancy, but then that stuff happens and he's very much uh, like turned around and becomes for lack of a better term, like a person of faith. Like, I don't know what I believe in, but there's definitely something here and there's something weird going on. So, yeah. But, so uh, Angela, the same way, like Mm -hmm. something has to be shown to her. That's just like, okay, I believe you, you know, (laughs) I mean, what the hell could it have been? Uh I don't know. I don't know, and but, but kind of like while we're on this, I mean, since this is all related to White Rose's project, like this keeps bothering me. Like, if that project is a particle accelerator or something to do with a particle accelerator, you just don't up and move that. Like, right. that's bothering me. So, like, because they keep talking about shipping it and moving it to the Congo and, and all of this stuff. And I'm like, if it's a freaking particle accelerator, unless they've already built a second one and what they're quote, like shipping is like the experiment. Like you don't, you don't just, you don't just pick that up and move it. It's not, you know, like a small little thing. Yeah. Like miles and miles of tunneling and equipment. And it's so freaking complicated so for anybody who maybe doesn't grasp it if you watch the flash um what he runs in is basically a particle accelerator right it's just a couple of miles of tube in a circle with a bunch of electronics for you know i know there's more to it than that but it would be like not just, if you're not shooting particles through it. I mean, that's what it is. It's a giant tube underground and it's miles long. And the whole point of it is it's set up so that you can smash atoms together and see what results when when they smash together, like basically. But if you're not shooting particles along it, I mean, it's basically just miles of tubing. Now, how big yeah. and wide it is, I don't really know. I mean, that that part may be slightly exaggerated on the flash, but the, the the stuff that he runs around is not like it's contained like within Star Labs. Like that's like right. down below. Like it's all on like it's that stuff is like miles long. To, to just move that would not be even a remotely easy feat. Like it, arguably not possible. Right. It would uh, a it would probably upset the like the foundation or structures of whatever the hell it's built under. Yeah. It, what would you do? You just fill it in? Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean that that's, you know, that fill it in with what, I mean, unless it's, 
It's like taking the New York subway up. It's the same yeah. damn thing. <laughs> you just can't do it. So, uh, but also to, uh, to my point earlier about the show being so grounded in reality, I think that that much like the Congo was basically put under our noses since like very early season one, if not episode one, the Congo gets mentioned and it just so much bigger later on. Like, I don't think that that's what they're moving because at some point saw when price is telling that story, we saw them digging in the Congo. I think that has already been going on forever. And so it, it just, the Congo needed to be annexed for the government to then control it rather than private interest controlling it because white rose is basically in charge of all of that because like white rose just owns everybody. So, yeah. So the project, they're calling it a project in my head. I have to think of it as an experiment because like you said, the actual infrastructure, like the particle accelerator itself, you don't just pick it up and move it. So, especially with all the digging that we saw when we were talking about the Deus group and talking about the Congo and seeing all of that, there's got, there's a, I, I'm with you. I think there's a particle accelerator underneath the Washington township plant. And I think there's another one in the freaking Congo and all he, white Rose needed was to move all of the pieces over decades. How this is even remotely possible is like mind boggling, but She's moved all those pieces and now whatever experiments been going on in Washington Township and perfected and all of that for whatever reason needs to go to the Congo. Yeah. Don't don't know why, don't understand it, other than like you said, now she owns the Congo. Whereas she couldn't really own the U.S. and it was all in full, like integrated with the Deus Group and with E Corp and Philip Price and all of that, and now that's all shifting and moving to the Congo. So, yeah, I'm talking in circles, but that's all I got. No, I, I'm I'm with you. Okay, uh, I, I I think that there are as many answers as we've gotten. There's still still so, so many, many more questions. <laughs> Especially so about White Rose. Um, My head so, <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, Vera, I want to ask you about Vera. Ugh, creep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's so perfect for that part, though. God, he is. I'm never going to be able to see that actor in anything else or as anything else. It is the perfect, just, uh, I, I, hate calling it charisma because there's such a positive connotation with that word, <laughs> but it is an evil charisma where it's just like, I hate this guy so much, but yeah. I can't stop watching him. <laughs> I know. Like he, he's very smooth, very calculating, very purposeful, which is surprising. I don't, Given the way that, like, Elliot kind of caught him or tipped off the police or whatever and, like, got him sent to jail, I don't, he didn't seem that smart. So, but he does now. So I don't know if that's, like, prison or, like, perspective or what it is. But 
I think that was more of him underestimating Elliot. Oh, uh, okay. I can so see that. He, I don't think he understood the, the depths that uh, Elliot would A, go to, or B, the resources that he actually had. Um, because, like, w- I think we have a tendency to put what we know on other people in the show mm-hmm. and they don't, they don't know the, the care, the true character of which I mean, arguably we don't either, but they don't know the truth of Elliot the way we know the truth, you know, mm-hmm. um, that's pretty evident when he's looking at that picture and he's like, I, I, she knows something that I need to know talking mm. Krista. So, Krista. so which God, poor Krista, man. Now she's going to be further wrapped up in all of this and all she wanted. Well, all she wanted was to get deeper into it until she was like, Oh wait, no, I don't want this at all. And you know, it was put like the cease and desist out there on Elliot. So, um, and now, I mean, Vera involved, I just feel like she's going to wind up dead, unfortunately. Uh, I know, which I find disappointing. I didn't really want that for her. But yeah, now that he's involved, nothing good is going to come of this. Nothing good is going to come of this. I don't know what is exactly. I mean, other than just like him using her for some sort of leverage, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think how this all like could play out. Because given what Vera knows, which isn't a whole lot, but he wants Elliot to basically like partner with him, like be a business partner of his of whatever it is he's doing or running or whatever. Yeah, he's like this low rent version of White Rose. And yeah. Very it's low like rent. dude. I understand, like, you know, we're going to run this city. Like, that's great, man. But, I mean, your concerns are so localized at this point. Like, this dude's trying to save the world. (laughs) And you're worried about running the city. You know, like, he's, like, the same with, um, what's his name in season two? The Warden. It's Mm, like, mm -hmm. you know, you're so worried about, like, your little corner of the world and it's all so much bigger than that. And you just don't realize it. Um, I uh-huh. have a sneaking suspicion that Vera is going to get pulled in in ways that we don't know and discover all of this. Ooh, that would be really interesting. Uh, to like get that outsider pulled in and to like get like almost his take on it. That would yeah. be really interesting. I, I I think we're gonna wind up seeing him not be a hero, but not be the ultimate villain either. You know, whereas now he's kind of not the ultimate villain, but he's very much been the villain of Elliot's story. Like especially now that we know White Rose's like the cause. It doesn't excuse the stuff, but it it explains a lot of why she's doing the things she's doing. Whereas Vera is just like, oh no, he's just an ass. Like yeah. he's bad dude. And 
you know, there, there's no, there's no cause there and there's no way to really humanize somebody like that. Mm-mm. Uh, um, which I would have thought, well, maybe not humanize white Rose would probably be the wrong terminology, but I would have thought there's no way you could get me to feel for the character of white Rose where it's just like, Oh, this is all just like some game that she's playing. But then mm-hmm. after that third episode, it was just like, Oh God. Yeah. No, it added a whole nother layer and made you legitimately like almost empathize with her situation, which is yeah. astonishing to even say, knowing everything that happens and everything she's done and is ultimately responsible for. Yeah. Uh. So, uh, one of the things I want that we haven't really gotten into me and Ryan haven't, but I wanted to talk about since we're three episodes in is a lot of people gave this show some flack for season two. And I think, I think they're wrong. Of course, I, I think it's <laughs> great. Um, I do understand it because it felt like such a departure from the path they were on. Mm-hmm. So much crap that happened in season two has come back into play. I know so much stuff. And yeah, a lot of it ended up being so important. And most of it, we just straight didn't understand. Like, I mean, we talked about this throughout the rewatch. It was like, until you got to the end of season three, you legitimately could not appreciate all of season two or season three. Like, yep. you know, cause you needed to know that final piece and all of the stuff that was going to happen to go back and watch it and to realize that they've been talking about all of these things since day one. We just didn't know it was important. Yep. So it's pretty crazy. Um, it's so well written. You, you could not have. I, I would have not. I would have made the bet that Susan Jacobs was done. Like <laughs> agreed. Plot line. It was just like, oh, okay. That was just a like Darlene kind of losing it plot line. Like it doesn't really, like it's not going to hold any. But just like the dog chip collar thing, whatever. Like. That one, well, what no little detail with Susan Jacobs, but that one thing that you thought like, oh, that's over with, like Mm -hmm. comes back around and it's just like, oh, no, we're not done with that. Like, turns out she was a major player, um, not just a minor figure. She was uh, like one of Price's right hand people and she just up and disappeared and... That's Darlene's fault. And Darlene has to come clean about it to Elliot. And that conversation does not go well. (laughs) No, that conversation definitely did not go well. And like, as soon as they mention Susan Jacobs, I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) Oh, that is not coming back. I was like, oh, he doesn't know. This is not this is not going to end well. (laughs) Uh, I I felt so bad for Darlene. I was like, uh, like. And and her like plea to Elliot, she's like, You were in prison. 
what was I supposed to do? I'm on her side there. Like, dude, you gave yourself up to the cops in the, in the midst of your little revolution here. Mm -hmm. And like you started something and then was just like, okay, well I'm going to prison for a while. What what was she supposed to do? Leave it alone? You know, she wasn't going to leave it alone. And Mm -hmm. God, I felt so bad for her when he was like, I should have never opened the door when you came back into town. Oh, that that was pretty rough. I I was actually surprised that when he texts her, because when he goes in the bathroom, like with that key fob, I was like, where's the lap? Where's the, where's the, I was like, how the fuck is he going to do this? Like, oh, I probably should stop swearing so much. But I was like, how is he going to pull this off? And then he texts Darlene and he's like, are you ready? And I was like, oh, that makes sense. But I was really surprised that she was like, yup, go for it. I kind of expected her to be like, yeah, no, piss off. I'm done with you. Um, yeah, and uh, that girl that he meets in the bar, like, oh, that poor girl, so much. Like, a, you have no idea who you got involved with. He maybe feels something for her, but also he's using her, and yeah, that's such a like tricky, slippery slope that's never gonna end well. Like, Mm -mm. if you. Like, especially because he goes through with it. Like, if he had just been like, no, I'm, I'm, we'll find another way and just, you know, walked away or decided against it, whatever, and kept seeing her. But because he still uses her, like, it doesn't, even if she doesn't like die because she's now mixed up in your schemes, this this is not going to end well for her because. She also struggles with addiction and uh, depression probably and like all this other stuff. And so whenever the truth comes out, dude, you just sent this chick on a spiral that may kill her because that that's horrible. That's a horrible thing to find out that, you know, this guy you met and kind of like poured your life out onto and it's like, oh, no, I just used you. And, but I think I might really have feelings for you. Doesn't matter now, man. Like the minute the truth comes out, doesn't matter. Exactly. He's so done. Although I, de- I developed a theory, sort of. I-, I don't know if it's really a theory, but remember, remember when we were talking about that teaser trailer back at Dragon Con and trying to figure out who the woman in the video is? Yeah. You think it's her? Saying, what have you done? The set matches. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Because we kept talking about, where, you know, the French doors and it looks like it's his mom's place. First thing I noticed when he walks in that girl's apartment was the yeah. doors. Yeah. I think, yeah. If it's not, I mean, I, and we couldn't place the woman's voice. We couldn't pinpoint the actress. So if it's not Krista, which it, it might it might be her saying, you know, what have you done confronting me she comes back and confronts him about it i don't know it seems like such a minor plot point to bring back in like a final season but maybe it's not because she's so involved with cypress national bank yeah Um, that's that's, interesting that's where i went with that's where i went with it i was like oh oh no (laughs) this is not gonna end well for this poor girl yeah i uh, fell for um um all right (laughs) yeah so who haven't oh we haven't talked about dom 
Oh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. The whole stuff with like Janice, the creepy taxidermist. Oh. Oh. First of all, I'm going to sound like that guy and you'll just, everybody will just have to forgive me. But like, I get it. Like her mom's trying to be accepting of the fact that she's gay and like still be that mom, you know, that's fine. Yeah. But Dom is <laughs> is a very pretty woman. If it makes you feel better, I'll say it for you as a woman. There's no they I wouldn't they no. I would never put the two of them together, not in a million years. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not knocking Janice. Although when you find out like the taxidermy thing and also working for the dark army, it's just like Okay, yeah, well, I mean, obviously you're an ugly person, um, and your looks have nothing to do with it. I'm not knocking her looks, but, like, it it's like, uh, I was just like, really? Really? Yeah. I mean, what's the, 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 there's not even, like, a, I thought Janice was closer to the mom's age than she was to Dom's age. And so, I, at first, like, because she she was acting, like, so, like, awkward and kind of, like, sheepish, like, at the dinner, I was like... Is Janice is Janice like the mom? Like that's where I was going with that. Yeah. Because she's the, the age it, it seems to be too much of an age difference to me, but maybe that's just me. Well, it, it's that thing where somebody who's not completely not that the, not uncomfortable with with alternative lifestyles or whatever. It's somebody who maybe isn't like uh doesn't have the experience to know how to like Mm, mm-hmm. interact with people like that it's just like hey i know this person who's gay and i know this person that's gay they should totally be gay together and it's like <laughs> that's not how that works you know two straight people that doesn't mean they should be straight together you know <laughs> it doesn't work like that just because you're gay or black or asian or hispanic or whatever like just because you know two gay people doesn't mean they should be together and that- <laughs> I took that as like that's her it's it's yeah. okay but it's kind of innocent. So like oh I know this lady at church who's gay and my daughter's gay so I should introduce them. No. <laughs> no you shouldn't. <laughs> and also it turned out very badly for everybody. Um yeah, no kidding. I did not like I didn't really see that coming. I didn't realize um, she was going to be an actual character, a recurring character on the show. And so I was like, this this is just kind of weird. I was like, maybe it's just like an awkward setup. They're just trying to show like the family dynamic with like Dom and her mom. And then, you know, no, of course, it turns out that she's the dark army like contact after she gets, you know, Dom's like super paranoid and like almost shoots the freaking contractor. <laughs> Who may also be with the Dark Army. I don't know. Jerry's out. <laughs> There's like 17 white vans on that street. So, Yeah. It, this show, Mikey. I could not do drugs and watch this show. <laughs> Dude, like, I'm, I'm struggling. So paranoid. <laughs> I'm like struggling to be sober and watch this show. I'm like, every time I see a white van, I'm like, who's in it? Who's watching me? <laughs> I'm like suspicious <laughs> of my neighbors. I like don't want to talk to anybody. Like... <laughs> Oh yeah, it's um. So uh, my you know I got a new position at work, and 
I, I work, I, I used to work at like a little offshoot site that was mm-hmm. very laid back and just kind of like whatever. And then I started working at the corporate office and I work up there at night and not a lot of people building in the building at night. And so I get bored and I'll just walk the floors and it's a three story building. And, um, <laughs> I, I mean, I know it's a real thing, but like, it kind of freaked me out. We have all these bins for like paperwork with, uh, uh, not bumper stickers, but like tag stickers on them that just say iron mountain. And oh my gosh. <laughs> And no, no. Freaks me out all the time. Look at E Corp. Oh my God. Um, but I, I mean, I know it's a thing that really exists, and like that's why it's in the show, and like a, yeah. a lot of people use it, and like, but it's just so freaky. <laughs> that's that's yeah, that would freak me out. I'm not gonna lie. Oh. That, that's crazy. <laughs> Oh, but uh, uh, going back to Dom, though, like, I just, I don't see how she's going to get out of this unless somehow Elliot takes it all down. But, God, I don't want to, like, I I even tweeted, I'm like, if Dom dies, we riot, right? Like, (laughs) all of the characters in the show, like, I don't want to see her go down. Like, I would be literally okay with every single other person. Darlene, Elliot, whoever, everybody else. Uh, I mean, I would have liked to seen Angela not die, but obviously. Uh, obviously. So. <laughs> but, yep. Jerry's out on that. <laughs> you know, I just, I don't see how she's going to make it out of that, though. Um, I don't I either. Elliot takes down the Dark Army, so. Um, <laughs> it's going to be really funny if this just turned into a, like all of this, this series and it all just winds up being a bank heist. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I don't know how I would feel about that. If I'm being <laughs> honest, Christian Slater rolls up. He's like, I'm putting a team together. Are you in? <laughs> <laughs> oh God. That'd be funny. Oh, um, so, uh, the, the conversation with, uh, Elliot and Darlene about their mom when she passes, um, oh God, which one? Well, yeah, I guess there are a few. I, well, a, they go to get her stuff and are greeted by a woman who insists on telling them that their mom was a fantastic person and how, She's going to miss her and like all of this stuff. And you're just sitting there going like, okay, is she lying to them? Is that the case? Well, like, was there this person that other people saw that they never saw? So does that mean she was just like unresponsive and staring out the window when just her kids were there? Was that, did she like have a stroke and like became unresponsive? And like prior to that, she was this like bubbly, effervescent person, like living in a home. Like, I don't, I legit like don't understand how, what, how it happened, like how the mom got there and how she was like such a great person to the, to this 
woman. I was like, well, I am like completely confused by like this chain of events based on everything we've seen. Granted, it's been from a completely unreliable narrator, like completely. But I don't, I mean, based on what both he and Darlene have said, I don't think we have reason to believe that anything they've said about their childhood was necessarily untrue. So I was having a hard time like reconciling that as well. Like just the fact that, I don't know, I guess, you know, as people get older, they change. It wasn't her kids. Maybe she, maybe she's just telling her what she wanted to hear. Who knows? I mean, who knows? I don't know. Yeah. It was bizarre. It's, uh, it was, it felt very personal to me, which I mean, this whole show feels personal to me, but, um, mm-hmm. Like, and I can say this because I don't think my mom could ever figure out how to even listen to a podcast. But, <laughs> um, I think we kind me and Ryan kind of touched on this. Like, we have very similar experiences with our mother where people will tell us about how fantastic it is. And my, my mom is not a horrible person. She's just not the best person. <laughs> She's very self-centered and selfish. Um, so, but... People will tell me, oh, your mom's so great. I love your mom. And the whole time, I will just sit there and be like, if you only knew. Like, all of <laughs> the, like, hard, just not horrible, but, like, disheartening, frustrating, like, selfish, stupid things she does. And, like, like you just, you don't know that person. But I understand that. Um, and if it were a case of, like, no, like, I have... Uh, well, I have, uh, uh, by my mom and my dad, I have my brother and two sisters. Um, I also have a little brother, my dad's current wife, but, uh, but those siblings, my mom's children, like if they had different versions, then I, I would have to re-examine like the way I feel about like anything that ever happened in my childhood, any, like our whole relationship, i it would just have to be like, am I wrong here? Mm-hmm. But then like when you sit down and have, have a conversation with your siblings and they're like, yeah, this is what your mom did. I'm like, yep, that's her. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. So like, it's not just me. Like they see the same person that I see. So the fact that Darlene knows their mother to be like a cold, distant, abusive like just not good person, um, mm-hmm. pretty horrible person based on the flashbacks we've seen. Like mm-hmm. that backs all of that up. Like they kind of confirm each other, you know, unless they both lived in the delusion and just kind of fed off of each other. Then the version that that lady told them, like, that was a fake version of their mom. Even if she was really like that for her, like that was not the real version of that person. That was just this mask that she wore for other people, which makes her treatment of her children even more horrible. Right. That's, I mean, that's basically like how I felt about it. I was like, that makes this so much worse. And they're just, like, staring at her. I think that was the best, like, when it cuts between, like, them just, like, in disbelief, just, like, staring at this woman. And she's, like, legitimately upset. And they're just, like, what is happening right now? Yeah. <laughs> that was a great scene. But. Yeah. 
I think my favorite part of that whole that whole thing was them arguing on the subway platform. Oh my gosh! Yes, with the person sitting right there, or the snowman, or whatever it was. I like so great. I think that's like the best thing because TV is like so known for doing that. Like characters like legitimately have like this whole like crazy conversation like out in public. There's people around everything and it's never acknowledged, right? So I just love the fact that it was it was an acknowledged conversation. Yeah. Like I you know, I was sitting right here, I heard everything you said. So my condolences. <laughs> I hope you work this out, but I'm gonna go now. <laughs> oh my god, that was so fantastic. So fantastic. But I mean, I'm trying to think of like, because they do have multiple conversations, but I, I did really like just kind of like Darlene trying to keep like bringing him back in being like, no, like I need you here for this. Like I need to work through this because this is my process for, for grieving because I mean, it's still your mother, I, I guess. I don't know, regardless of how horrible. I mean, I'm sure there's like very conflicting feelings for them. It's like, you feel like you should be sad, but you're not. Like, you're relieved, but then you feel guilty because it was your mother. And then it's just, like, this whole, like, very complicated situation. So I liked that it kind of, like, her grief was able to play out. And kind of she was able to pull Elliot out of himself a little bit. I don't know. Like, it, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to remember exactly how it ended. Because I thought they were in a better place than where they ended up at the beginning of the third episode where he's just like yeah, you know I, I guess it's Elliot's more in a place of like well I have you if I need you and she seems to be more in a place of like not necessarily trying to make amends but like like I I mean really honestly she's in a desperate place she has lost so much and now she's lost somebody who she hated, but like, at least it was another connection she had, you know, yeah. like she hated her mom, wouldn't go in that room for anything, but there was still like that person, you know, and mm-hmm. now she's gone too. She's lost Angela, uh, who was like a sister to her. Uh, she lost her on again, off again, boyfriend, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. uh, F society is, is, gone like everybody except the two of them are dead um Mm -hmm. she's lost everybody she has um and so she's kind of desperately clinging to elliot you know apologizing for anything she can apologize for trying to uh just keep him as close as possible And I think he's more in a situation of like, okay, well, if I need you, then I I will reach out to you. But, you know, he's very much a man on a mission. And Mm -hmm. that's unfortunate for her. Do you, uh, we didn't even talk about this. Do you think that there's any way she actually saw Angela or was that legitimately just like she's on a bender and... Like, obviously, she's seeing stuff. I mean, she saw a blonde-haired lady pushing around a shopping cart, and she just thought it was Angela. I think I think at the point that she states it, it was meant to give us hope. But I think by the end of that episode, it, the nail is pretty much in the coffin. Yeah. 
I felt the same way. Um, yeah. <sighs> I, yeah. I felt like I felt like Elliot's assessment was true. She was coked out and she saw what she wanted to see. Yeah. Because um, she's screaming. I mean. Yeah. For so much at this point, you know. I know. Uh, do I'm, see, I'm trying to figure out how to word this question. How much longer do you think Philip Price has? <laughs> <laughs> um, until the, the next, I don't want to say like the next episode, but like, I feel like pretty not quickly to the final. <laughs> no, I feel like pretty quickly White Rose is gonna understand like the full, the full play. If she doesn't already, I mean, the way that the third episode ended, I think the question is how much did the dark army hear of Terrell being like, we can take them down. Come like, on. Freaking moron. Come yeah, yeah. on. He's, he's definitely smarter than that. Right. I, I mean, I get that. It's In like, Elliot's apartment. I mean, come yeah. on, dude. Uh, I get it. You're excited. And like, much like Darlene, Elliot is almost all that he has left, or mm-hmm. definitely all that he has. I mean, his his child is gone, his wife is dead. Um, you know, he's got he got everything he wanted, and it cost him everything he had. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I get that. Like, oh, I, I this is a way for me to pull Elliot this kind of uh, Christ-like figure that he had built up in his head, like back into his life. But like so much so that you're like in your, in his apartment screaming about like, right? I, I just like, Oh my God, you have to be better than this. How are you not better than this? That's exactly what I thought. I was like, uh, really dude, really? And then I was, then that, that was when like the fleeting moment of, Maybe he's not real. Maybe he's really in Elliot's head. Yeah. <laughs> that was, you know, that's the only saving grace they would have. But I don't actually believe that. I'm pretty sure he's real. But yeah, I mean, we, I feel like he has to be because we've seen he has so to be. much other stuff. Like it, just him in the news and everything. Yeah. So kind of um, like Darlene, we've seen them interact with other people in situations where we legitimately knew Elliot could not possibly be present. So I think they have to be real, but still. (laughs) What do you think about the Mr. Robot uh, narrating this season? I love it, but it's off putting. Very So I, and until, and until he acknowledged it, in was it the first episode the end of the first episode where he speaks to us like he did in the trailer like i legitimately didn't didn't realize there there wasn't a narration yeah like at all and then he says it and i was like oh my god elliot hasn't been talking to us and i was like oh my god elliot's not gonna talk to us it's gonna keep going on (laughs) i mean but elliot is talking to us but it's not Right, it messes with your head, but yeah, it's a, it's, it's amazing. Don't get me wrong. Like, I love it. I love, I love that it's Mr. Robot is the grounded person and like the moral compass all of a sudden. And Elliot is the one that is now kind of like crazy chaotic and borderline off the rails. Yeah. 
even that's though they're the same point. person. Yes, it's completely flipped on its head, even down to the narration, and that's why it's so perfect. That's crazy, though. Christian Slater has been so good. Like, it, he took such a backseat in season two. And, yeah. and I mean, I, I think it really shows like his belief in the just the show and what they're doing and um, trusting in the guy that's creating the show to just be like, look, just bear like you got to ride this out, you know, and I, I'm not saying he's egocentric or anything like just from the interviews. It very much seemed like he 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 was on board for whatever. Like, I love this and let's go. But uh, watching their relationship develop, like uh, even through season three, where it was so like kind of uh, like they weren't speaking to each other. They were just kind of like uh very much like the Wolfman, like one came out at night and one was out during the day, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, and to now have them working kind of hand in hand, except also working not against each other, but uh, like Mr. Robot's very much like trying to rein him back in. And Ellie is very much trying to pull the chaos, you know, back out of Mr. Robot and it just i love it i love the scene where uh him and darlene are arguing and he just looks at mr robot and's like can you talk some sense into her and it's like yes. tags him in for the conversation i'm like this is so awesome <laughs> and the scenes at the bar where he even to the point like where he tags himself in just the way yeah. that it's filmed and it it brings it back. I know you were saying this on at least one of the podcasts, but like it it brings it back to season one. But what I love about it is that we know exactly what's happening, and so they can be intentional about making sure of if it's Elliot or Mister Robot that's in the background versus the foreground, yep. and the way that they're interacting together, and the way that the characters that are not Elliot move. And are looking at either him or Mr. Robot, but that you know at different points have to be like almost looking through one of them. It's I I, I love it. It's it's brilliant, yeah. so brilliant. Yeah, uh, it's it's the it's everything that happened was so intentional, and it just it floors me, like how they just keep playing into that. Um, it just, yeah, it works so well. It works so freaking well. Um, I, I would love if Emmys to come around next year and just everybody, everybody yes. wins because, oh my God, the way it's, the way this season is being shot, the direction, the the scripts are fantastic, but the acting is just so damn good. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh, it's so good. I see who who have we not touched on? Um I don't think there's anybody we've missed. Not that we've no. We've talked about everyone we've seen. I mean, there's characters that we haven't seen yet, I think. But I think we've talked about everyone that we've seen. 
I was really hoping we get to see Leon again. And I'm not, I don't doubt that we will, but um, it makes me, uh, I, I don't know. I really, really like that character, even though he turned out to be very much entrenched in the Dark Army stuff, but yeah. I'd I see him again. Um, so one of the, the things you texted me was, was that Sam Esmail <laughs> that drugged Elliot? Uh, oh, yes. we, can, we can end talking about this. Um, for a show that's so, uh, meta sometimes with the way it inter it like very much looks at the camera and the main character talks to you mm-hmm. to have the guy that created the show writes so much of it, directs so much of it, like be the guy that comes into the room and for even the briefest of seconds, makes you think that the main character of this show is dead and looks at you and says, goodbye, friend. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, that is... I... Okay. I, as amazing as that was, can I say that I'm shocked it happened in the premiere? Yes. Yes. Like, Would that not like, have been the most fitting way or a very fitting way to end it? And maybe they still will. Maybe Elliot will say goodbye to us, but I don't know. I, it would have been a, a great ending. I mean, I mean, because they've used that line already, would it? Do you think they'll use it again with Elliot saying good? He has to say goodbye to us. That's how it started. He has to say the words goodbye, friend. Right? I would think so. But I mean, I, I don't know. He's not opposed to like coming back around to things. True. Um, Mirrors and all. He does that a lot. But I, I don't know. I just don't know. I'm very much interested in uh, what 413 is going to be because I'm not going to spoil it by uh, talking about what the other er error error codes are. Mm. There's a 412. Oh, I don't know what 413 is. I know what 412 is, and if you don't want to know, you like it definitely could be considered spoilers. So don't Google it if you're not uh, if you, <laughs> you don't already know. Don't Google it if you don't want any kind of hint at what it might be. But I like I looked because I was interested, and I didn't get anything. But I also didn't do like a really deep dive. I don't know what a I don't know what 413 could be. So, I'm there's, really... and there's 13 episodes. Yeah. Okay. I don't either. I don't know. I don't know any. I mean, the only one I knew off the top of my head was a 404. Like, like if you asked me prior to this season starting what a 404 error was, I would I can tell you what it is because it, it happens on my company's webpage often. <laughs> yeah. And we don't know how to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> Which sucks, um, for, I will say this 412 is going to be Very very interesting 
Okay. All right. I don't know what it is. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and say, maybe don't tell me. <laughs> well, I'm not going to say it on the show. So I will okay. not spoil that for, for anybody just because like, I just, I got too freaking curious. I was like, I want to know what all these codes are. Um, but, uh, but yeah, but I was like, well, 413 didn't immediately bring anything up. So I'm going to not dig because I feel like digging could definitely lead to knowing way more than I want to know. Um, yeah. And piecing things together potentially. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm so bummed that it's over, but so excited for, I mean, we still have 10 episodes, so that's, that's a lot. Um, and a lot that can happen. A lot that's already happened. Uh, so Spencer and I usually text cause we, we both watch the show live and, uh, usually we'll text back and forth while we're watching it. And, uh, for the third episode, uh, when it ended, he texted me. He was like, I, I really love that episode, but like, I feel like there's so much more to do and there's not a lot of time left. And I'm worried that we're not going to get to all of it. And I, I was like, I get that man, but I don't feel that way at all because like, I, I felt that way with Legion and I felt that way with preacher. Um, only because, well, Preacher, I knew where the story had to go because I read the story. But yeah. Legion is not r- directly based on anything. So, like, well, I don't know where he's going with all this. But Legion only had, like, eight episodes. It's not a lot. Especially if you take one or two episodes to slow everything down. But, I mean this is a series that spent half of one season with the main character in prison. And so many people got so furious at it. And it's just like, Oh no, all of that makes a lot more sense now. Um, and it it all worked out just fine. So like, I have no, I have no worries about whether we're going to get all of, all of the answers we need. I don't think we're going to get all of the answers we want. I would agree with that. I definitely think we'll get everything that we need. But there's no way we can get everything that we want because I feel like, I mean, I feel like they've already, like in some ways I feel like they've ended ended things knowing that this is, that this is the end that maybe wouldn't have ended. I've, I'm not convinced that the mom would have died at all right if it weren't for the show ending if that makes sense yeah i i feel like and we may still potentially get a little bit more with her but i feel like there could have been more to that i mean the fact that she's a personality in his head leads me to believe that we might get a little bit more from her or about her but not nearly as much as i feel like if they had gone on they may have decided to do with it yeah I mean, I would be 100% uh, okay with an episode, like, fully devoted to, like, this is their childhood. Oh, yes. That would be fascinating. But I don't know that they're going to take the time to do that. Right. Anymore. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they will. We'll see. 
We never get that freaking comic book. That still upsets me. Yeah. I mean, we got a, the, the, the companion book. book. Yeah. yeah. I I just I was so excited when they announced that comic book series. I was like, oh, my God, that's incredible. And it just never materialized. Yeah. Um, Maybe they'll do it. Maybe they'll do it afterwards. I don't know. You never know. I don't know what else they would tell, but maybe they'd fill in some of these gaps. We'll see. Potentially. I don't know. We'll see. Oh. Well, I guess Ryan didn't make it. (laughs) He did not. (laughs) He's going to be so upset. Oh, well. Maybe he'll make it for round two. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Um, so y'all are getting ready to start back, right? No. When does it, I thought, like, well, no, I guess it's still October. Yeah. I don't know. It feels like Christmas is so close. (laughs) (laughs) That's because we're watching Christmas themed Mr. Robot episodes. No. Although it is closer than we think. It's almost Halloween. Then it'll be Thanksgiving before you know it, which means it'll be Christmas before you know it. Yep. Um, and Mr. Robot will be done, and we will be sad. Yeah. We'll be on to maybe other things. Who knows? So many shows, man, are just over now. I, I feel know. like I should take it as a sign and just be like, okay, well, I'm going to back off all the TV watching because holy hell, I watch a lot of television. <laughs> um, but. You know, I say that and then as my time is, quote, like freeing up because shows have ended, I'm just filling it with other shows. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's my thing. Like um, I started, well, I, I except for like half hour comedies, which most of those I watch, like I, I do this weird thing where like if I'm eating, especially if I'm eating alone, I like to watch something that's short and funny. Because for whatever reason, I feel like that helps me while I'm eating. Like, if I'm laughing, I, I don't know. Maybe I digest food better. <laughs> you burn more calories. Yeah. It's just this thing that I do. So I will, whenever I'm eating, uh, especially if it's by myself, I'll watch. Uh, if there's a new half-hour show, like um, there's one about a choir in like a small southern town. I cannot remember the name of it now. Um, but it's pretty funny. Like I started watching that, and, but those are like almost throwaway shows to me. Cause they're really only like 20 minutes long, but like yeah. dramas, I'm like, unless it's based on like a comic book, like that's been my like line in the sand. Like if it's based on a comic book, I'll watch it because I'm a dork and I feel like I have to support that stuff. <laughs> um, a lot, a lot of it lately has just been superhero stuff, which is fine. Um, but this year, Stumptown, which is based on a comic book series by Greg Rucka. Is it? I didn't yes. know that. So, I really want to watch it because I love those actors. It is freaking fantastic. And, like, I hope that it is the hit it deserves to be. Um, Like, I haven't heard any rumblings of like, oh, well, it's probably going to get canned after whatever the initial order was. Like, everybody seems to be really enjoying it. But I feel like for the first time in a long time, especially in television, that there's something showcasing that I love comics. I love superhero comics. 
but I love comics. So Mm -hmm. like there's so much more stuff there than just the superhero stuff. And a lot of times those things get relegated to like preacher to either cable or um, like, you know, the pay channels like HBO, like Watchmen, Watchmen. HBO, which have you watched it? Not yet because well, let's yes. Yes. It's very, not yet. It's very, very heavy. Um, I, I think it would be a good one to, let a couple of episodes get in before and that way you can uh like kind of binge it a little yeah um but it's it's pretty heavy um and it helps if you're at least familiar with the film um to kind I've of read the comics it. too oh okay well I've read you. the comics and I've seen the the original and the I guess original quote unquote movie the one that was from like 15 years ago yeah um which was, I guess, a good enough adaptation, but it does draw a lot of inspiration from the comics. Um, it's really interesting to see. Um, so, like, you've seen all you've seen the trailers, like the guys with the Rorschach masks mm-hmm. are, are not good people, and so I feel like that's true to the comics because, like. He wasn't really a good person. Like, not saying he didn't do uh, good things or even the right things or the necessary things, but he definitely wasn't a good guy. No. <laughs> you know, like, no. he beat the hell out of people. So, uh, like, to see that, like, instead of um, taken to, like, oh, look, there's this army of Rorschachs and they go around and, like, clean up the city, like, oh, no, it's an army of Rorschachs and they're all assholes <laughs> like a uh, terrorist basically um that makes sense and a lot of people are really upset because they're they're like you're you're uh you're warping what was there and it's like no i mean we're playing it out to its like its natural like progression like mm-hmm. this is where you would get with that like if people were following Rorschach they would just turn into an army of, you know, like almost white supremacists. It's <laughs> so, like a cult of Joker kind of am. Exactly. <laughs> like yeah. it's really, really interesting. Um, so you, if if you like the comic at all, you might really dig it. Um, yeah, no, I like the comics a lot and I really want to watch it. I just, uh, you know, got to get creative. So. Yeah, I'm I'm fascinated by it. But yeah, I, I but going back to Stumptown, I love the idea that like if this is a hit, it could genuinely lead to them looking at things that don't involve superheroes. <laughs> um yeah, as, as material for for adaptations because there's so much stuff out there that's just not superhero that's really really good. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's cool. I didn't know it was based on a comic at all. Um, I just I love the main actors that are in it, and I wanted that's why I wanted to watch it, but I haven't had time to to watch it at all yet. She she is I love she's something else, man. She she's so freaking good. It is like every character she's ever played rolled up into this one thing, and. 
she's given like just enough like self-destructive like <laughs> tendencies to make it like so compelling. It's like this chick just keeps shooting herself in the foot. <laughs> to me, it feels like Maria Hill meets Robin from How I Met Your Mother, but then there's like this there's like this other like darker element to it. Yeah, I don't know. it's a hundred percent. It's so freaking good, and you definitely, uh, definitely, whatever to catch up on it because uh, it's 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 so freaking good. Um, but yeah, I, I am so excited for people to enjoy that and go. Oh wait, how there's other things that we can adapt from comics. Um, like, you know, the Sandman adaptation is coming, uh, which that might be great or it might be awful. I don't know that you can. Well, I would have said I don't know that you can adapt Neil Gaiman stuff successfully because <laughs> God's was not good. But uh, uh, Good Omens was freaking fantastic. Um, but that was that a book. Um, those are. Yeah, those are books. But there's been there's been other Neil Gaiman stuff. I thought that they've. They've, that's either been a movie or a TV show, other than those two, hasn't there? Yeah, the, done BBC so much. Have, the BBC has done some stuff, um, but uh, but yeah, it, it's just I'm, it makes me hopeful. So hopefully, it'll lead to to bigger things. Um, but Didn't yeah, you say Lock else? and Key was coming. Lock like, and Key, yep. And um, I reread Volume One. Uh, Netflix, uh, yeah, Netflix is doing Lock and Key. It's also doing Bone, which uh, I don't know if you ever read any of Bone, Jeff Smith's Bone. No, the big, I think I've like, heard Smurf-looking characters, Mm-mm. Big, big noses. Uh, they're doing an animated adaptation, um, but uh, it's more kid-friendly stuff. But I mean, I don't mind stuff like that. Um, uh, yeah, Lock and Key. God, I hope they don't mess that up. It's so good. It's so yeah. freaking good. Did you yeah. ever get to the fine to the end of it? Oh no, I no, I didn't. I reread volume one. I don't think I ever made it past volume one. So I have um, and there's what seven of them or uh, ten of them. <sighs> ten volumes. I I need to I because I found because I found like. They give you, I think Amazon Prime gives you all of volume one for free. And I was like, oh, sweet. Let me get back into this. And I didn't remember a lot of it, um, which leads me to believe I don't think I ever finished the first volume the first time I read it or tried to read it. I probably, you know, as usual, get distracted by something and stop. So, but I, I, I went through the end of it and I was like, oh my God, I need to know what happens now, but I haven't started volume two yet. <laughs> um. Yeah, the the end is something special. I mean, it, it's it's one of the the best things I've ever read. Um, I, I, yeah, I wish it was just out there for free. Um, if you like Lock and Key, I anything like that, have you should check out Saga. I don't know if that's available. The volume one of that is available. Saga is. Uh, uh, why the last man? That's another one that's coming. Um, they keep that's what I've heard so, about. Um, the guy that wrote Why the Last Man, Brian Vaughn, um, he also worked on Lost, Brian K. Vaughn. Um, oh, yeah, 
and created the Runaway Show too, or the comic that spawned the show. Um, oh. He writes this book called Saga with this artist uh, Fiona Staples, I think is her name, uh, Fiona something, um, and they specifically set out to create a comic book series that would be almost impossible to adapt to any other medium. And it's one of the greatest things I've ever read. And also one of the most heartbreaking things I've ever read. They just, <laughs> last year they took a, was it last year or year before last? They went on a hiatus. They got to like issue 50 or 60 or something and decided they were going to take like a year, year and a half break. Um, Cause they've been kind of going nonstop and that, the, the issue stops with like a death that was so gut-wrenching that like had I not been reading it on my uh, Kindle, I would have thrown the book across the room. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was like I was like so upset. I've never been that upset reading a comic book. I was like, no, you can't do this. <laughs> you can't do this. So, um, anyway, I would recommend that too. So that's cool. Okay. I was trying to, I don't think it's on like, like the prime, like for free on, on prime or whatever it is. I was with whatever it is. I was finding it, but it's all over Amazon. So, yeah. Um, anyway, lots of good stuff out there. We can't stop watching television. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently. (laughs) And uh, Ryan and I will be back sometime next week talking about episode four. Um, you will definitely be back for when we get to episode six. You're always welcome. But lately <laughs> we've been recording like during the day because that's when I'm available. <laughs> so, ah, yeah, I can't really. Nobody else really is. So, yeah, no, I'm definitely at work, which I don't mind uh, podcasting at work, but work might be might mind me podcasting at work so uh yeah maybe uh, <laughs> um so yeah uh go check out jess's stuff though um i know y'all aren't podcasting right now but you will be in but, yeah yeah, yeah we'll, we'll be back in a little while we we did uh, a few weeks ago we actually did an interview with um oh her name is victoria Suter. She is, uh, Martin, my co-host, had actually uh, worked with her before on some, like, indie film stuff. And uh, she played, uh, do you remember the episode with Jane Austen, the Bollywood episode? Yeah. She played the sister, Cassandra. Hmm. And so, yeah, we interviewed her. And so that's, like, the last episode that we have out, um... So we'll probably be on break for, um, I don't know, probably a while until crisis rolls around. I think we're going to do like a let's discuss crisis and do like a preview of of Legends kind of deal before before Legends is back. But yeah, we won't really be back full time until January because that's when we come back. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, tomorrow's Legends. Uh, go check it out. And uh Check out all the stuff we do over at xwingfiles.com. Um, this is the only consistent show right now because of my, well, everybody's work schedules. So there's so much Star Wars stuff to talk about, but none of us can ever seem to get in one place at 
one time. So. Oh no! Yeah, there's lots of Star Wars stuff going on right now. Yeah, it's uh, it's a bit of a uh, like overload. So when Disney Plus launches, it's going to be so much. <laughs> I know. Well, my co-host Martin is—he's doing a, a Mandalorian podcast, so. Oh, nice! Uh, I'm, yeah. like, I'm excited for that show. Um, I don't Even know I'm excited for that show. Going to talk about it, but I'm excited for it. <laughs> it looks really good. I'm actually even excited for it. It's so crazy to think that we're with the Marvel stuff, the Star Wars stuff. Like there was a time in my life where Star Wars was done. There was two yeah. times in my life where Star Wars was done. Twice. <laughs> I went to be... it twice. <laughs> yep. And, like, there was a time where it's like, I would go see, um, uh, not, well, Blade was a pretty good movie, but go see, like, you know, the Joel Schumacher Batman movies, like Batman and Robin or Batman Forever, and be like, oh, no, this is okay. Like, I guess if this is the comic book stuff we get, then that's fine. <laughs> And now it's just like, oh my God, there's so much. And it's all so good. <laughs> I know. I know. You don't have the time to like, to consume it all. It's just never going to end. Like, I'm more sad now that one day I'm going to die and I'm not going to get to live <laughs> to see the end of all this. <laughs> like, I never get to see going. the last Star Wars movie. And that upsets me. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, at Mr. Robot Podcast, Mr. Robot Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, go write and review us on iTunes, and uh, <laughs> me and Ron will be back in a few days, and Jess will be back in a couple of weeks. Yay! I'm excited for this season. <sighs> so much more to go. I know. So much more to discuss. So many more answers, hopefully. Hopefully. Here's a little ghost for the offering Yeah, 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 yeah Here's a truck stop instead of St. Peter's Yeah, 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 yeah Mr. Andy Coffin's gone messing Yeah, 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 yeah Now Andy, did you hear about this one?